Hello everyone and welcome to Over Inspected. This is episode four. Wait, no, it's five, I think. And we're gonna get started. So, no. Oh <laughs> that was good, it was so good. That <laughs> no, was it good? Oh my God. It was so good. Hello everyone and welcome to episode five of Over Inspected. I'm Carrie Huang and I'm here with my co-hosts, Michael Chai and Manu Singal. You got it. You got it, dude. Oh, awesome, awesome. I actually don't know if I've ever tried to pronounce your name like Have, have confidence, Carrie. Yeah, confidence is the most important thing. Yeah. Not See, what's necessarily... most, in a WCA competition, like official result, what's most important? The average or the single? Oh, oh okay. That's a good way go. to think about it. Let's go. We, yeah, I, I could see my like audio form go clip, but you know that's okay. He he yeah. really went there, man. <laughs> I just annihilate, dude. That really was a violation. Right. Do you, was... do you hear that a lot? Is that comment uh, down below yeah. if that was a violation or if that was an embarrassment? I mean, I'll let it up. I'll yeah, leave so it up to you guys. so actually, like one of the one of like the very first, I think in middle school, right? Actually, this is an excellent segue. In, in middle school, uh, like. I don't know, like, I would just constantly, like, I don't know, it was just like, uh, he's like the single best one in the class, or like, or, I don't know, there was, there was just a lot, a lot of puns about this. That, and unfortunately, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but that, that and then manure, also. Those, those oh, are very, those are very got, common. Oh, yikes, you got oh, called yeah. manure? I feel like well, that's Yeah, because it's just, because people didn't, because the only two words that begin with manure are maneuver and manure, right? And people are like, haha, man, manure, funny word. Man well, man manuscript, but that's man you right? Well, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple puns to be had here, but the first thing is um, just to clarify, your name is it like a soft G and then like you pronounce the H a little bit? Singhal, Singhal. Yeah. So like when I say your Singhal. name, I like I try my best, Singhal. but it'd be like, I, I wonder if it's a bad thing that we're saying everyone's full name here, but I don't think it is that bad. Oh. I mean, it's. It's all in our WCA. Ideas, yeah, our right? profiles are all visible, so. Well, just a sidebar. This is like a lot of this stuff is it almost an invasion of privacy, the fact that we're just so public on the WCA, you know, website. Yeah, I was thinking about this it's also. A little, oh. It's a little bit weird because like, I, especially if you're an online personality, it's a little bit. If you're an online personality or if you're a kid, but I, I think this is a really good point of conversation. And considering that that is not the point of this podcast episode, let's save it for another one. Let's do next episode. Yeah. That, that's okay. actually very, very true. Um, but oh. just to, to pronounce your name, when I try to pronounce your name, I say Singhal. Like, Sing, yeah, that's, like, that's good enough. I, I, I try to get pretty close. That's good enough. I think it's uh, like, okay. yeah, it's, it's one thing that I've realized also as I've been like picking up more and more Japanese is that like, there are just like some sounds that you're just not used to pronounce, like saying or producing rather. So you have to get really, like it takes a lot of practice to be able to uh, like produce that sound. Japanese also has a G sound. Well, it's 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 like a G sound, I guess. Um, that's very very difficult to pronounce, and it's generally taught as like, oh, it's just a G, right? Uh, like a like a soft G, but it actually is like a really weird nasally G type thing where you like hit, you use like the back of your tongue against like the roof of your mouth in order to produce. It's very difficult. Like, mm, like yeah, like nah, like nah, nah, some nah. something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. Like, cause I took Japanese for three months, so I, like I'm not as fluent as you might be. That they would just teach like GA as just ga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I would I would hear on TV that like a newscaster would say it as nga or, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Between, exactly. Between like nga and ga, 
And then yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. the teacher, like, what is going on? Yeah, and, but they just thing, said. Another thing which was interesting as, that I've literally just figured out while I was just like, I, within like the last couple of weeks, um, is that apparently like Japanese like news reporters for on, on Japanese channels, that is, um, they have to like, they, there's an entire like regimen that they need to go through on how to pronounce words clearly. And because Japanese has a little bit of pitch, um, like there, there are words that change depending on if you start high and end low or start low and end high. Um, they have to go through and like sort of memorize all of the uh, all the different pitch patterns. I say sort of because like, for example, like when we speak English, right? Like we just know that like tomorrow is the correct way and tomorrow is not like that's not standard English, right? So right. yeah, but there are some like m m small things that you need to like memorize. Like what if you like run into like a new word like like I don't know like some like you know like words that ended like t-i-o-n when you're just taking a verb and turning it into a noun. There are also things like that in Japanese, but if you've never seen that word together, then how do you know what to do? So it, they just have a bunch of rules and stuff like that. Right. Oh, this kind of reminds me of, um, I remember in middle school, like people were talking about the pronunciation of words, mm -hmm. but the kids would always, I mean, I guess I was a kid too. Everyone was saying pronunciation. Yeah. And like, it always aggravated me because I was like, it's spelled pronunciation. But I mean, if you just think about attaching pronounce to Asian. Yeah. It makes sense that you like on the first on the first occurrence you would just say pronunciation. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. Yeah, exactly. So like so so like eventually you you need to like if you've never seen this combination of words together, right? Or it's not words, I guess it's like word parts or whatever. Like how do you know like how to say it in the correct way? Um as opposed to like, you know, using some like wrong putting like some wrong emphasis or using like the wrong uh the wrong like vowel sound for example that, that's one thing that's sort of good in japanese like most of the vowel sounds are very very similar there's only like some devoicing things that happen sometimes right yeah this could be a linguistics podcast what yeah we should we just totally do it at this point <laughs> well yeah. before before so i did have a question like um, regarding the stuff that we're going to talk about today. But for our video listeners, I don't know if you noticed, Carrie's got uh, quite the cube over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's yeah, going yeah, on th there, this buddy? Thing. Well, it's just, yeah. it's just floating. I mean, I didn't even put it there. It's sort of like, if you think about an object hard enough, it will just materialize. Like, you know, the kind of frequencies of your brainwaves will help, like, solidify the atoms of the object. Dude, he's, he's just a like, psychic to like, like, Pokemon You can see, like, it's... I'm, it's like there's nothing underneath it. It's literally just floating there. Yeah, I think um, this has got to be like a little bit of uh, we got we got to give it a little bit of like character development. So like each podcast that goes on, it moves like one face. I mean, I I can't control it. You, you can't know. control oh, it. Oh, you can't. It's, control it's it. like you can't. Well, it's so sort it's, of like it's saying, sentient. Okay. It's sentient. It's it's its own being. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it's sort of like tied to my sentience somehow. But kind of like dreams or kind of like the the psyche, mm. some parts of it you you can't reach. You can't you can't like have a happy dream every time because then otherwise why would nightmares occur? But like right. there's little things you can tweak. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like I guess it's like somewhere in, it's like subconsciously controlled, but you have no clue like which switches to turn in order to actually get like fate like I don't know like F to turn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So each time I'll like try practicing a different like mind activity. And we'll see if it changes. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 
You'll have to tune in week after week to see if oh, the no. cube is ever going to be solved. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, like, I, I don't even know. None of us know. None of us know. The question that I wanted to ask was, you brought this up, Manu, and I thought, like, oh, I didn't even think about that when we were talking about today's podcast. But before we get started with anything else, um, I thought it would be an interesting topic of discussion for us if we talked a little bit more about maybe our experiences growing up in elementary and middle school. Or sure. if, you know, if we were bullied a little bit, because I don't, I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, like what or why, or like you could even like be like your own, what would be, what would be the word skeptic or like you would Devil's assume, advocate? no, like you would know why you got bullied in a sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, like a holistic perspective. Yeah. 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 A retrospective, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, kind of like looking back in the past. I mean, yeah. since you already mentioned it a little bit, Manu, uh, could you like go into that yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, so do you, I guess I'll answer a question with this, the slight question. This is only a slight aside. Uh, do you guys think you have like good like memories from like, from, from like your younger days of school, especially elementary school? Like, let's say like kindergarten, first grade, second grade? I think I had a pretty sheltered childhood which is good because um i don't know I, I think that you know when i was a kid i was just doing kid things you know like yeah playing with toys and like playing tag it's, it's like there weren't any hardships which is a good thing but i've also heard that um 90 of like people who have wikipedia pages written about them had like childhood trauma so there's something about how like oh trauma turns you into like a exceptional adult well, yeah, so I guess so, it's over for you then, right, Carrie? Like, yeah, I think it's it's like I didn't have any <laughs> any sort of like really painful experience that would have turned me into like a troubled soul. And troubled mm. souls change the world. I, interesting, interesting. Well, I guess we know that Carrie is literally never going to be famous, even though he already is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my cat showed up. <gasps> oh. Oh, if yeah. she knocks down this whole. Oh my God. Should I turn the webcam? Okay. No, no, it's no. fine. I mean, well, no, I mean no. oh, I, oh, I thought you said turn it off. I was no, like, turn no. It, no, I, I, I was asking to, to like to show the cat more. Yes, because... yes, show cats. Yeah. Okay, show cats. Heck yeah. Okay, we're for video it. listeners only. Oh, you can see down my my sleeve, my armpit. Oh, for free. <gasps> cat. Look this way. Oh, dude, Meow. he's so he's so fluke. Oh my Is it he or, god. He or I know. she? A she. Oh, she. What's, What's her, her name? Oh, her her. I guess her casual name is Better, which sounds kind of silly. But my other cat's casual name is Good. Uh, so, so. <laughs> good and Better? Yeah, Good and Better. <laughs> Doesn't it Sometimes seem like I you feel have a favorite child? Wait. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I, I say casual name, because I'm worried that, like, if that those are their official names, then people say that's animal abuse to, to, to claim that Better is better yeah. than Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what so the like hell? legally their names are Jin Jin and Hui Hui, which just means like gold and silver or gray in Chinese. But no one yeah. calls them that. I just say, hey better, hey better, come here. What dude? <laughs> what? <laughs> that has that was very interesting very interesting curious. Well, I, I think you're gonna get a lot of comments about this. One. <laughs> oh, no, I, no, I like no good is like the the older cat, so it kind of makes sense that, you know. <laughs> Dude, don't... <laughs> no, it does not make sense. You're, you're taking yourself to a hole. Dude, no, I, what no, are you trying to sell like to us right cats. now? 
No, no, people. Okay, people already know what my cats' names are, and and they like the names because I've okay. <laughs> I've made videos about them. Before. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, okay. Now she's she's like doing that thing where she. Oh, <laughs> she's gonna knock over my microphone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Very, very, very um, adorable. <laughs> yeah, I can't. She like knocks it over and then she just bolts. I I'm not. Isn't like, isn't these names that you're giving them like a form of bullying? Like whoever, like good the cat, just must feel totally annihilated right now. No, I actually um, I think good is has the personality of being like aloof and and like too cool for school. I think if anything, like good, her, I don't know. Her her name is is just like it fits. I don't know how it fits, but it just does. I see. As for better, like, okay, this podcast isn't about my cats, right? It's supposed to be about <laughs> cubing. I mean, hey, it's always nice to have a guest come onto the show. You yeah, know I mean? true. For yeah. first guest episode. First guest. Um, no, but Manu, you were talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, before? so yeah. While while Carrie is uh fixing his uh his mic, yeah, it's, it's like because I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to. Or like, yeah, I don't really remember anything from like elementary school. It was just like all kind of the same or whatever. But I feel like I have like somewhat distinct like memories of very particular things. Like one of the things like I remember is like when I was in first grade, it was a uh, it was an election year. I think it, it must have been 2004. Um, Probably. So like we were like, you know, everyone was like they everybody got like a little like ballot, right? Like a toy ballot. And they were like, yeah, so like everybody, let's uh, let's let's vote. Let's participate in our democracy. And, you know, because we were just first graders, we had no clue what we were doing. We were like, oh, yeah, voting. I guess this is good. Um, I guess I mean, voting is almost is probably good anyway. Um, but we didn't realize that, like these are like not real votes. We thought they were like real, real votes. So uh, and on the ballot, because I think they wanted to avoid being like too political to like to like very young children. They made us vote between George Washington and Abraham Lincoln on who should become the president. <laughs> and like, I, I I remember, I remember like, I don't remember who, who I picked, but I remember like picking one. And then at some point, like, you know, somebody won like the, the class election. And then like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, this guy is going to become the president. Or like, you know, this we're going to send these votes off or whatever. And then we got these stupid little stickers. Um, and then during the actual election, um, I think, I think Bush won this election. So then, uh, it was, it was just like, wait, who is this guy? He was not on, on my ballot. Like I, I wanted George Washington to win or whatever. So yeah, I remember like very distinct, like just like, just like random little slices, uh, like that out of like elementary school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you probably felt sabotaged. Like, like we voted for Washington. Where's Washington? This is voter fraud. In Stop the, the count. <laughs> Oh, yeah, back in 2004. Yeah, back well, in I, I remember, like, I have very vague memories of that election also, but I know that I wanted to vote for Carrie because his name sounded like my name. Ah, yeah. And, like, that's just how, like, seven-year-olds Yeah, like, exactly, oh, yeah. The name sounds funny. <laughs> I mean, are, are things that different nowadays? I feel like a lot of people are just like, haha, this is funny, I will vote for this. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Like m meme voters. Yeah, I, I guess. Out of the way. To avoid getting too political, though, like another one of my uh, elementary school memories was this is like one of the, like I described this memory as like probably one of the most classic 
like Madhu things to ever happen. It was the it was in second grade we had a holiday party because it, I think in elementary school we just always had holiday parties for no reason <laughs> instead of like actually learning anything. Um, learning so the importance of holidays. It, I guess that's true, yeah. I think this was the Christmas party too, so it was like a relatively important holiday party. Um, and there was a like a trivia section or whatever. And during the trivia section, uh, they asked a question that was like, uh, oh, I remember the question. Like, what, what was the capital of Missouri? Right? And they there was no like multiple choice or anything, so you, you just have to come up with the answer. Most of the kids just did not know what was going on. They, I'm pretty sure most of them didn't even know Missouri was a state. But then it was me and one other person, and I was like, oh yeah, it's Jefferson City. And then the other person is like, no, it's Kansas City, right? And the teacher, for some reason, I think she got confused, and she's like, oh yeah, 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 it's Kansas City. Kansas City is the capital of Missouri. Oh, so, was, so you felt wronged. And I was like, no, it's Jefferson City. What do, you, what do you mean? You can look it up. Like, we have books, right? Like, you can just look it up in the book. And But for some reason, they refused to do it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 it, it's Kansas City. Uh, and so I don't know what they must have been some prize or something probably just like a little piece of candy But I felt so wrong that I started crying and uh, I think oh, they probably they probably told my parents And they're like, yeah, dude, like your kid just started crying because he like got a question wrong But I knew that I got the question. I knew I got the answer I, right I can't believe they didn't just look it up because like any yeah, I know. Would have that and and like you were right so well, I like, think I, I think I'm right. Yeah. In, in, in before, I'm like my memory is just wrong, and I just got like Mandela affected or something. Right. I, I feel like um, little kids, you like some some people had like, you know, an affinity to learn geography, and other kids just never picked it up. Do yeah. you think you were one of the kids who did have an affinity for that stuff? I had an extreme affinity. Uh, I. I... <laughs> yeah, it's oh like so so like in my school we used to do these things called like i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the national geographic bee oh it's basically a spelling bee but for geography mm, yeah i remember our school had had it but they called it the g-o-b yeah yeah, thought, yeah yeah yeah. i thought they were spelling a word like g-o-b and i'm like the gob what's that <laughs> oh i didn't think about that until just now <laughs> the g-o-b <laughs> the g-o-b the grand old bus i don't know um yeah so yeah. yeah we used to have geography b and so we actually did it in elementary school also but i think the only reason we did it in elementary school is because my i think my parents were actually like yeah like he's like really good at geography there's this thing called the Ge the national geographic geography b why don't why don't we you just hold it at the school so then the school actually did it um but my crowning achievement was in sixth grade and honestly i think my life has been downhill ever since sixth grade sixth grade is probably the peak of my life in sixth grade, I had, I got third in the state, in the state level. Oh, geography. in the state! Wait, that's yeah. actually pretty legit. Like, like that, that would be like around one hundred fiftieth in the country, which is pretty high. Well, I if guess you, if you like multiply by fifty, I don't yeah, know if yeah, math yeah. works out that way. Yeah, it probably doesn't actually work out that way. But I, I, the other thing I remember from that is I had a, I had a rival because like we were in the same like school district, oh, and geez. only one person <laughs> oh. can be like the winner from each school. So there was just me and this other guy from the same school district. He was in eighth grade though. So he, oh, he had the leg up on me. And in the, cause they all the final 10, they just had, they put them all on the same stage. So it was, I think it was, it was him, me and one other person. And at that point it was like, who's going to get fifth, fourth and third. 
because like I think like the the top two were guaranteed, but then everyone else was just like vying for third. Uh, and then he got an answer. He got the answer wrong. The other guy got the answer wrong, and I got the answer right. I think I think this is how this went down. So then I ended up getting third, and oh, so uh, I beat my rival. Redemption for Manu. Yeah, so, like, yeah. If the Jefferson City thing was like the, the the injustice. This was yeah oh my god you're right it's, it's like it's just a story right because the the hero has like the injustice occurred to him at the beginning and then there's like the training arc over a couple of years and then sixth grade was the peak and then ever since then it was just downhill i've well, never been back. that just means that you're in in like another injustice period but then redemption is coming well i don't know about that i think i'm just that, bad now oh no that's an interesting way to think about it <laughs> yeah yeah well, anyway i I remember like random things like this. Do, do you guys have like, anything anything particular you remember from uh, like grade school? Well, I, I I remember having the GOB as well, and I didn't get up to third in the state. By the way, I guess if we're in, what can we say? Like a very large, largely populated state, then being third in the state is better than- Yeah, yeah, the, it's a lot better. Like, statistically than being third in Wyoming or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, again, I don't think, well, I don't think there's any. I mean, yeah, yeah. California. I mean, like, there's there's no way to hide it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also such a big state that it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's true. I like, think if you had to like drop a pin somewhere in the United States, good chance it lands in California. Yeah, especially population wise. Like, pick yeah, a population wise. A pin. How about a marble? Eight. How about a marble? If you dropped a marble on the United States, well, then isn't it just gonna go to the Gulf? Most more than likely will end up in the Gulf. It, yeah, it'll roll, Why? roll down the because, Mississippi River. Yeah. Right. Oh, are you considering mountains? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's oh, there's like okay. a literally yeah, a divide, right. right? The continental divide that splits like all the water. If it falls on this side of the divide versus this side of the divide, it will end up either in the Pacific or the Atlantic. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, as you can tell, I well am not very good at geography. I am notoriously bad at geography, actually. My Twitch stream makes fun of me a lot for it. Roll the uh, clip, I editing a... Manu. Switzerland. Oh shoot, I am way off. You're not even close. Your part, like Switzerland, is Nordic, right? Is Switzerland considered the Nordic region? Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm not good at geography. Oh my goodness. Right below Germany. <laughs> the Nordic one is Sweden. <sighs> yeah, I have a I have a particular mod who actually clipped me making a mistake calling a particular area a Nordic region when it was probably not. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It definitely definitely is not. Um, Anywho, as far as like school goes, I think I had pretty, I don't really have any like good memories, but I don't really have any bad memories from elementary, like not from school. All of my good memories from the childhood always came from outside of school. You know mm. what I mean? Like, especially like I grew up in Texas and it was like a gated neighborhood, stuff like that, like hanging out with the other kids in the area. Now I'll just like say this pretty blatantly. Um, I, upon like when I look back upon it, it was kind of like, oh, um, I guess I just didn't realize it. But thinking back on it, I wonder if anyone thought it was like really funny how I was like the only Asian guy. Oh, because in Texas, the Asian population yeah, would be smaller. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pr pr 
predominantly white and latina hispanic i think it, uh but yeah i just i never really thought about it i never really felt like i was treated any differently either but like growing up with like context <coughs> of life and stuff like that i always wondered mm-hmm. if it was bless you i always wondered if oh you have covid confirmed oh no um, <laughs> i always wondered if it was something that maybe there were some microaggressions or anything like that but no i don't think anything like that happened i had like pretty positive memories School was bland though. I mean, there was nothing good about school. There was nothing bad. Mm. I was like, I was like an above average student for like my whole time. I think what I will say, like, I remember I took most of my middle school and high school in China. Um, kids in China, I wouldn't say you get like those types of bullies. Like, people are a little bit more close or casual, but. When I first moved there, man, some of the kids were ruthless because I was a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you, you think know, was... some of yeah, some of the name calling. Um, I lost some weight after that, um, and then it wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, I would say I probably have more negative memories in middle school than elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I also imagine that like they would just see you as an outsider in the first you know few months. Yeah, that yeah, that's kind of how it felt too. Like really not knowing who to talk to or who I thought would like, oh, like oh they're my friend, stuff like that. What made it really easy was that I actually played like a lot of like basketball just in the basketball courts. Nothing serious. Like there were the school ch- schools in China at the time wasn't developed to the point where they had extracurricular activity. Like there wasn't any like formulated teams where you. School mm. against school, stuff like that. That all that stuff was developed like more recently. Um, so like stuff like spelling bees wouldn't exist, for example. Um, but basketball, basketball that was like outside of the school system, right? It was just for fun. No, no, no. I played in school, but that was a thing that like got me talking to people for the most part. And right. Then, you know, made friends, and that's also how I lost weight. So it was kind of nice. I, I by Double no wham. means I was not a, I was not a jock though. I always thought I was a pretty above average student though. Like I did pretty well. Um, yeah, I just, I'm not that smart at the end of the day. <laughs> no, but if, if you, okay. I, I'm sure if you were a good student, you're pretty smart, but yeah, I, I guess I've never actually asked you this, but if you were in China during that like age range, did you have to study for the gall call? Like oh, everyone no. else? Like did, did you get I actually, out before then? I, no, actually this is an interesting thing. I went to an IB school. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. So it was still like yeah. within the... Yeah, anyway, I think I told you about this before. But if oh, I didn't... If I did... I mean, maybe I did. But maybe I didn't. I went to an IB school because I know, Manu, you went to an IB school. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we were we were also... We, we were not an IB-only school, but we offered the IB program. Did you have A-levels and stuff like that? We didn't have A-levels. A-levels are like a very, very like not American thing. Yeah, A-levels, I so... believe, are, are British, actually. But maybe they got I mean, over to other countries. I mean... IB is British too, right? I I think IB is French. It might. I, well, anyways, it stands for International Baccalaureate. Baccalaureate, yeah. I, I always remember IB as being like the sister branch of AP because they yeah. would always say like if yeah. you have a five in AP or something something with IB, then you can skip this college class. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I did good on my final exams in, in uh, DP two. Mm. Um, which is essentially 12th grade. Like, I got a 39 out of 42. I think that was pretty nice. Oh, you did better than I did. I got a I 36. I forgot about... 
I forgot about all the projects and stuff that were involved. Uh, yeah, what yeah. called? Cass. I remember Cass. Cass yeah, was awful. I yeah, I don't understand, like, how my curriculum even was, like... It was, like, half of it was just not even structured. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, IB was interesting, because, like... Because IB, like, it was either, like, all or nothing, kind of. So it's, like, you have to take, like, every... There, there are, like, six areas or whatever, and you need to take, like one course out of each of them you need a certain amount of higher level courses a certain amount of lower, uh standard level courses but then there are also like the intangibles classes that they seem to have it's like theory of knowledge extended essay and uh community oh, action ease. service yeah extended essay that's what i was thinking the ees oh. yeah yeah which is a which is a ten thousand page paper that you have to just write in in like high school I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This sounds like was, an exaggeration, but you know, school systems can be crazy. Maybe that's for real. No, yeah, that that is that is legit. The the EE was probably one of the harder things I I'd ever done. <laughs> but well, I okay, forty minutes in, thirty minutes in, when I applied to colleges, um, I was pretty stern on wanting to attend college in the United States. Um, I felt that I probably had a couple options if I wanted to attend college in the UK um, because I knew that I would do pretty well in the IB final exams like that wasn't something I was worried about um, what I was worried about was I'm not and in school I was a bookworm in a sense that um, I would be pretty good at retaining the knowledge and I would be pretty good at studying like I had pretty good study habits. I am the antithesis. I was the antithesis of procrastination. I would like study for an hour during this time, study for an hour during that time, sleep at 9 p.m., wake up at six. Like I would do that. And I'd be like, even in college, I'd, I would be like to people, oh, you need to sleep eight hours before that exam. Like if you're studying way overnight, you're like, you're gonna take Yeah, you're eventually. doomed, yeah. But I mean, some people do that and that's totally fine. But I was, I was that student, so. When I was, um, I was pretty confident in the IB exams, but what I wasn't confident in is, and I realized that this was really poor planning. There are certain things on the SAT is, that's the thing that I need to, to apply and then go to uh, American schools, obviously. Mm. Um, and then it was pretty difficult to first schedule an SAT. Um, in China, you have to mostly schedule it in Hong Kong. Um, and then the other thing is there are things in the SAT curriculum that just by happenstance will not be covered in IB. Like small things here and there. Like there were some things in the math segment that I had no idea what was going on. Um, even in the sec uh, section that was good at, in the biology section, I was like doing terrible. Like I, there was just like things in the test. So I was like, man, what? Um, but yeah, I didn't score that well in the SAT. Um, so when I applied to colleges, I wasn't really sure like what colleges I would be accepted to and stuff like mm. that. Um, I don't know. How did how did you guys feel during your college applications? Yeah, I um, remember SATs were a grind. My 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 parents were like, yeah, dude, like all of it. It's also funny because my parents still call. They don't say they they don't call the SAT like normal people. They call it the SAT. They call oh, it the SAT. No, they, they call it normal. I think most people say the SAT, and like most but, people like understand it's SAT. But like my parents, for some reason, have never caught on to that. They still think it's called the SAT, and they don't even say ACT either. They also say ACT. The ACT. The but SAT. here's the thing: it would be weird to say SAT and then ACT. 
The only reason I don't think it's weird is because you add an L to it and it's normal. LSAT. 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 PSAT. Oh, did okay. I remember there's also the PSAT and yeah, I took right? that one. The P. Yeah. So like, I mean, you guys know what the LSAT. Well, except is, right? the it's thing like is, we all called it the PSAT. No, no, none of us called it the the PSAT. The Only PSAT. my parents called it the PSAT. I don't think it's bad. I I, I would say it's not that un. Well, in any case, normal. In any case, yeah, like. Uh, it was just funny because sometimes they would like they would like ask like teachers and stuff right like during like parent teacher conferences or whatever it's like oh is this gonna help my student my kid for the for the oh. sat exam and they would just have no clue they're just like what what is the sat and there's like you know like oh. the, the standardized says oh you mean the sat like that right but yeah right. yeah i guess you I, I think know the language yeah exactly like that, that's like one of the things you pick up right because you, you like if you see sat together do you say SAT or do you say SAT? Anyway. Um, Wait, when you prep for the SAT, did you like study a whole lot for it? Like specifically like SAT curriculum? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah that's what I did. They're like these I didn't big, do that at all. They're like big, big books. Uh, I think I remember the Barron's book and the Princeton Review books in particular. And then like, they're like, I, I remember like, this was I think uh, between like sophomore year and junior year of high school. Like I would just like, like, I would just like take like practice tests like maybe like once every like two weeks or something and then just in the middle every every single day just like grind to like practice problems or, or like study tips or just uh not study tips I guess like uh test taking tips uh I think my parents put me in like a lot of like uh like classes and stuff too the so yeah I, I remember that period and, and I mean like when during at that time I didn't think it was like anything in particular I was just like oh yeah like you know, I need to study well for these tests because I need to do well on the test. But now looking back on it, it was just like, wow, like I spent a lot of time on those tests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like when you're an adult, you realize how much time school had taken up. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was your experience similar, Carrie? Um, I do remember Barron's, but like only because of a computer science class I took and like they had Barron's as like a practice book for the AP. But yeah. in terms of the the SAT. I just remember that I would always run out of time during the reading section. So like yeah, the one same. thing I would like train before the SAT was like vocabulary.com. It would just like give you these because they, they would always quiz you on words that no one uses. Yeah. Um, so like they would just like show like a ton of SAT words and then like you, you try to get faster at like defining them. And like if you don't know the words, you can try to guess their meaning based on like the morphemes within the word right um so yeah i do remember studying that yeah and then i think like our year the sat was out of 2400 but since then mm -hmm. they've removed the essay and i think like next year they're also just removing the sat as a like college was it since wait so when you took the sats what year was that uh 20 2014 and did they 20, remove it right after? Years, the very next, the very next year they removed it. No, or is it just like I also took twenty four hundred SAT. I think they removed it some a couple a couple years after. Yeah, maybe they, they it turned like, it into from twenty four hundred to sixteen hundred. They like they kept math alone, and then they combined reading and writing together. Um, and then they also got rid of like the essay became optional. Oh yeah, it was optional. Like I guess it was still there. I don't know how that works because you know I guess we didn't yeah. take it, but. Like, I think if I were a studious student, I would just write the essay because, oh, it's optional, but like this determines my entire academic future. I might as well do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
But nowadays, also, like, uh, the standardized tests, I think, are having, like, a significantly diminished uh, value. Like, this is just from hearsay. Um, that, like, admissions committees, like, take less account of, of uh, or rather, they take the SATs and the ACT, like, they don't really care about them as much. It's like, especially during, uh, in 2020, or during the 2020 application cycle to be admitted into school starting fall 2021, they were very, like, I, I know a lot of schools just ended up ditching the testing requirement altogether. They're like, if you have like an SAT score that you'd like to send, feel free to send it. But if you don't have it, we like, we literally cannot hold it against you. And I think that's probably gonna continue in the future. Um, especially, I recently heard actually that the that the that the SAT was actually going to uh, not even be administered in paper form. I think starting 2024, you it will only be really? administered on computer. Yeah, similar to the GRE. <clears throat> Interesting. Oh. Sometimes I feel like, um, like I I also took the GRE and it felt very similar to the SAT. Um, but there was something satisfying of like having to go to like a different high school to take the SAT. And like, they had all these like arbitrary rules that like, oh, you can take a five minute break every 40 minutes and you can only drink <laughs> water or something weird. Um, but it's like a rite of passage. I, I kind of saw it as a rite of passage. Like, you know, it wasn't fun, but it, it helped me grow up. No, I, I, I think it was. It definitely, no, no, no. I think it was. I don't know. I mean, the way that Manus described the SAT like these days, maybe it's not anymore. But one of the things that I thought the SAT like, I, I blame myself for this, but the SAT, um, I was good at learning from teachers. Mm. I was good at completing tasks, but I wasn't good at getting myself to learn. Like, I wasn't good at force, forcing myself or getting myself <coughs> to, like, do tasks or fill in the gaps of knowledge that I mm. had, that yeah, I knew like, I had. You mean, like, self-study, basically, right? Yeah, I wasn't good at self-studying, in a sense. I was good at self-studying... No. Self-learning. I was good at self-studying. I would mm. say... So, a lot of that is, like, learn... Mm. A lot of the SAT process is learning new things. And, like, using your brain in a new way. I, I don't know. It's a very independent process. And then, you know, some people have their parents push them along quite a few. Like, Manu, you said yeah. you took a bunch of classes and stuff like that. And some people are just, like, really on the grind. Like... I would talk to high school students now and then yeah same thing but I was not in that but it was a good and upon reflection it's like oh I definitely see that gap in my capabilities as like a person and that's a good thing in a sense yeah but do you feel uh, like everything related to speed cubing that is self-study like that's sort of no no teacher will ever tell you like learn all of OLL or something Oh no, it definitely is. So, I just, so the fact you're able to do that, I think, is a good indicator that you can. But, yeah, that I can, but I guess um, it depends on the content, right? I think people could would do, people would be willing to put more effort with less, well, content. What I mean, what I mean by content is like, what, what are you learning, right? If it's like academia, or if it's like 
all else. <laughs> but I, yeah, there is a difference. Like yeah, well, like, I don't have a I don't have a lot of knowledge in like writing college essays or college applications in a sense related to cubing. But this is something that we did want to ask because I think right now people have already probably submitted all their college applications. They're just waiting to hear back. Yeah, Maybe they heard back. But I know cubers care about this a lot. Like. It's crazy. The demographic, um, they're all about college, stuff like that. And yeah, did you guys include cubing at all in your application? Because I had not been a speed cuber at the time. So I didn't have the, like, you didn't have like, I guess I didn't have the privilege of using cubing as an example. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think I remember I wrote one, like I was part of a sort of summer camp to help write your college essay better and like they they said like you have to write three essays and then pick the better one the best one of the three so i remember one of mine was about speed cubing and back then my pb was 18 seconds so things have changed but i remember like i wrote it and then the teacher said like that's your weakest essay so go with the hmm. others and i don't know <laughs> if it's just because like i couldn't like maybe the story i was telling with speed cubing just like I couldn't hit on the heartstrings as well as with the thing that I did write about, which was the scale of the universe. I don't know what it was, but eventually, like she just said, like that essay isn't as strong. So I tried, but it didn't work. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I threw in a little bit of cubing, but I, at this point, like I had not been cubing because I started cubing in 2012, and then I computed through 2013, but then. Once I started high school in 2013, in the fall, I basically just completely stopped cubing seriously. Um, I remember, like, you know, sometimes I would bring a cube to school and stuff, and I remember once uh, I was sitting in, I was actually sitting in my IB math class, and it was like, that class was very chill, but we, we like, I don't know, I was just cubing, and then I, I got a sub-15, that was my first ever sub-15. In class? Uh, yeah, in class, and then like the 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 two guys sitting next to me, they they were also cubers. Well, they they weren't really cubers, but like they they had also gotten into cubing uh, back in middle school, and they're like, "Dude, you still do that?" And I was like, oh. So I, I didn't really write about it too much. I remember uh, I remember in one of the because I I remember I uh, MIT used to have like this little um, what is it called? A little portal where you could submit like extra information or whatever and i guess like my high school mind was just like yeah i need to use this because if i don't use if i don't put anything in this extra portal they're just gonna think i'm a slacker right so for that i ended up actually i think i recorded a solve on on just a laptop right and so i had the laptop set up like this i was like hi like my name is manu uh and i'm gonna be i'm gonna like solve a cube right and then i just flipped the laptop down like this uh, and then do do the solve and then just put back up like yeah that was me and then I just show off the timer it's like yeah like you know I, I'm a speed cuber <laughs> I did end up getting into MIT so <laughs> take that for what you will maybe maybe they rejected you because you weren't fast enough I'm just kidding. yeah I know they were like they're like yeah we already have Colin Burns we don't need another speed cuber oh is wait is he wait actually I don't even know if he was from MIT. So. Well, I know Colin uh, Burns got the world record when he was like 15, so like he definitely could have written about that in his mm, application. Mm, mm. I mean, what I will say, like when I said demographic, Cubers uh, in general, I think I talked to a lot of Cubers that care a lot about college, but also I'm aware of a lot of Cubers that are attending like esteemed schools. 
for example. Um, I don't know. It's just... I think cubing is a really interesting thing to write about. Uh, a lot of people say that they do use cubing in their college applications. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Think... Um, sorry, good. No. I was just going to say, you know, DG Cubes, Daniel Goodman. Yeah. I, I think during World, uh, not World, like US Nationals 2019, or maybe that was, I don't, I don't remember exactly the competition. But he, like, you know, every big competition has sort of a day where they have like one hour talks, maybe like a panel yeah. or something. And I think mm -hmm. Daniel talked about how to write about speed cubing for college because he had applied to Princeton and got in with an essay about speed solving. So I think, you know, that's a good success story. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. I think he's like four years younger than me. So I guess that would make him a junior now. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the thing about cubing is when, you know, you write it, you write about yourself in the perspective of cubing. It's just really, if you look at it from the outside in, it's basically this one person who's just obsessed with this one thing and they're constantly like, you know, self-learning, self-study, right? Learning these new algorithms, pushing themselves to be better. It's just this some sort of internal motivation that like oozes from cubers almost a little bit. Um, but now, I don't know, sometimes I feel like people cube to almost be impressive and to get into college a little bit. There is that mm. like sense that it kind of feels that way sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like, it's just there to pad the resume, right? So like, here's one more thing that I can do that other applicants can't. Yeah, I think- Yeah, that, sometimes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, from, from that stance, I think it's interesting because um, someone who's not into speed cubing probably doesn't care if you average 10 seconds versus eight seconds. Like, like to the yeah. speed cubing community, that's huge. But to an outsider, it's like, whatever, you're fast either way. So I think if, if you're only speed cubing to pad your resume, you don't actually have to invest as much time as like the top level cubers. Yeah, yeah, right. definitely. I, I think also the the essay game has probably changed because like you know, we we all like went to we, we all applied to college like over like five years, five, I guess at this point. Well, I applied like what, seven years ago. Uh, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. um, but I think the essay game has probably also changed at this point. I feel like back then the big thing for college essays was you want to like at least like what i was told is that you want to just like you, you want to like sell yourself right like like i like like i am like this kind of person and like i you know i'm, I'm really smart or whatever like the like this is the way that like i i go about viewing the world and this is like what i've done in the past to kind of like back me up so that's not just like an empty claim but i feel like nowadays like college essays are more are like much more like personable like i feel like there are like th it's not like so much as like a checklist like oh i need to talk about like this extracurricular this extracurricular this extracurricular you know these awards or whatever it's more like you know like th this is what i'm really passionate about this is what i really want to do um and then like by proxy this is why you should accept me into your school so right yeah yeah um yeah the school i went to they have a word for that kind of type of essay i don't know if like you've heard it but they call it pointy interesting what like the pointy? idea is yeah pointy so the idea oh is, it's like point is, by point well no no not, not that it's like if you graph a student's skills like on a circle if they're like 
like, pretty good at everything, then they'll look very round. But if they oh, have like some oh. exceptional skill where they're like really, really good and not as good as the others, then it'll be like a point that sticks out. Or maybe you know, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Pokemon EV training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is it also like <laughs> graph? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like a like spider. A it's like a spider web, right? Yeah. Maybe they called it spiky. I think spiky was the word. Hmm. Um, but either way, like for essays, they always say like when, when you're writing your essay, you want to seem very spiky because your grades and your SAT score will show off the roundness. Like, oh, like, you know, hmm. your grades will show that you're good at history, you're good at math, you're good at English. But like they want to see the spikes. Yeah, that, so that's, that that's explains like the extracurriculars, I guess. Yeah, like that explains yeah. extracurriculars, like or that you know, if you're really good at basketball, for example, like oh, like it's a scholarship, for example. I mean, it doesn't quite the NCAA. That's a whole other deal, but I, I like that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, another thing that was big <laughs> about I guess we're we're full on to college advice now, um, and I guess I should mention a disclaimer. We we all applied to college a long time ago, so things. I don't are think it was that. Well, I, I mean, it was like a relatively it is a, long. No, it is a long time ago. It was a well, relatively long time ago, right? So, like, so a slight disclaimer, like you know, you probably shouldn't take what we say as hard and fast. Like, don't don't apply to college only thinking that like what we say is exactly right. You should definitely do your own research and consult other sources. And this is just kind of just like our our experience behind the matter when we all applied and you know we, we all got into college so at least yeah we were, we're all successful in that way yeah, yeah. well we're not advisors uh, we're just on the stories. topic like yeah we all got into college um i don't know if you want to take maybe a keeper's perspective on things but okay so if you had to go back in time right you had a time machine and you had to give yourself a piece of advice going into freshman year whatever perspective you want you know um how what advice would you give yourself or what would be a pothole that you didn't expect coming is it a pothole is that what it's called or a, a roadblock what would yeah. be a roadblock that you encounter that you didn't expect to encounter that you would warn yourself about college related cubing related pretty much i think so this is high school freshman right so like we're like, no, no, no. College, going into college, college. So we're we're jumping in the timeline. We're, okay. we're accepted. It's our first day, and now we're jumping into that time, that that point in time, and I try. Think... What happened? Or or like, watch out for this. What would you give? What advice would you give yourself? I think I would have, um, like I I think that for college, like you've already kind of done the hard grade and like schoolwork stuff so like i would actually say to skimp out on the classes a little like not try as hard with academics because i think the beauty of college life is like interacting with the other students so i know that like for stanford there used to be a cubing club but it died like the year before i got there mm -hmm. and everyone kept saying like oh you could start the next one and i like i always put it off but i think if i could rewind time and go back to 2015 i would push myself to create one even if there's only three members yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think that was also my one of my larger regrets in freshman year so eventually i ended up joining uh i eventually i joined the cube club but i only joined second semester i actually didn't even i, I did bear i actually didn't even know that there was a cube club because you know berkeley has had one of the oldest cube clubs i think 
old, I think it's the oldest continuously running cube club in the nation, but I didn't even know that it existed because at that point I was, you know, more or less completely checked out of cubing. The only reason I even knew that there was a cube club is because there were A competitions and B on the first day that I had ever attended, it was a physics lecture. The first class I'd ever attended, there was a kid who was, he was cubing. And I was like, yo, what the, like, like what, what are the odds, right? Like, you know, cause I, I thought like, you know, I had been cubing, right? And then like, this guy was just there and we'd all got there early because you know, we're, we're all freshmen, right? So we're like, oh, you gotta get to class early. You can't show up like five minutes after they start. No, no, you always, you need to get there 10 minutes before. So we're, we're both sitting there and then he's cubing. And I'm like, I'm like, how fast are you? And he's like, oh, I averaged 13 seconds. And at the time, I think I, I averaged like 22. So I was like, oh, geez, dude, this guy is legit. Like he, he's like a real speed keeper. I'm like, I'm like, like, how did you get started and stuff? And he's like, is, is there a club? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a club. But I, he didn't, he didn't know more details. He just knew that there was a club. Um, but then I never ended up following up with him about cubing until the end of the semester. I was, he was like, yo, there's like this, like, there's this cube club banquet going on because at the end of every semester we have, we just have like a banquet to celebrate the semester. And he's like, do you want to come? I'm like, okay, sure. Like I'll, I'll come. Why not? Um, and then I went and then I immediately after the banquet ended, uh, there was the guy who was the president of the cube club at the time. I don't know if you guys remember Armin. Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Is that what the competition is named after? Armin? Yeah. Yeah, this is like, yeah. 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 So Armin, <laughs> Armin asked me, he's like, yeah, like, uh, you're, you're like a cool dude or whatever, but, uh, like who the, who the hell are you? Like, I have no clue who you are. I've never met you before. Like you just randomly showed up to this cute banquet. Like, who are you? I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm Manu, you know, I didn't know about this. I only knew this about th through my friend. And he's like, okay, like you should come, you should come like actually join the club next year or, you know, next semester. So after doing that, I think that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because I came to Berkeley all the way from Ohio and I knew no one else at Berkeley. Everyone else like had friends from high school or whatever. I didn't know anybody. So joining Q Club, I think ha was like, was actually probably one of the best things I could have ever done. And like, you know, I have friends for life. Like, you know, I, I met Chai through Cube Club, I met Carrie through Cube Club, I met like many, many, many of my fr current friends uh, through through cubing, which was pretty interesting, right? So if you're a cuber and uh, you're going to go to a school with the Cube Club, uh, you should definitely join. Uh, if you're good, you should join. If you're bad, you should join. If you don't know how to cube, you should join. Uh, because, you know, most of the time, especially like, uh, in uh, junior and senior year, we would not even cube during meetings. We would just mess around. Like we would just, just play crosswords. Out. We would we would watch TV. <laughs> we, yeah. we would just chat. Yeah. yeah. For me, um, sorry, Carrie. What did you want to say? Oh, oh, I was just gonna quickly say that um, Keaton Ellis made a post on Facebook, which kind of like reminds me of something that Manu just said, which was sort of like when you like become a cuber and you kind of befriend everyone in the community you kind of have friends for life and i remember keaton said that it's like so nice that if he travels to a different country you know he probably already has friends there that he could like crash at their house because you know they've talked about cubing yeah. and trust each other it's, it's like you know, even outside like even if you don't cube anymore like you still have the community yeah actually yeah that's you mentioned it because i'm thinking now like because because we because we know a good guy in um in britain you know ed like if if we just if oh, anytime we ever yeah. wanted to go to Britain, like we would just meet Ed and he I've never met the guy in person, right? I've only ever talked to him on Discord or uh, talked to him in his Twitch chat. But like 
I'm sure like, you know, you, he would just, he would like be more than willing to put us up and, and like us the same, right? So yeah, that, that's, that's a good true, point. Yeah. I didn't think about that, especially going to different countries and stuff. Yeah, if you go to Britain now, you have someone to meet up with. Yeah. Hmm. Carrie, would you give it like, do you have any advice that you would give to yourself? Like drop it. So other than maybe just the academics part, right? Do you think that there was anything else that was a roadblock in college? I mean, I'm not saying there is, but is there anything else in college that you thought was like difficult or that you didn't expect? Um, I think one thing is that the college institution will kind of like there's a lot of resources for freshmen, but then like sophomore year, you're kind of like on your own again. So I think my sophomore year, I was like kind of lonely in my dorm because I didn't know anyone else in the dorm. Maybe it was like like Manu coming from Ohio to California. But it's kind of an interesting time period because like that year I also like worked on YouTube really, really hard kind of because I didn't have like as many real life friends. But I think like if I could turn that to a piece of advice, if you want to make more friends, I think like you got to be part of a dorm with freshmen because like, okay, maybe not freshmen, but like people no, who are like- I, I hear you. Like yeah. who are willing to kind of like create new communities because a lot of college communities hmm. are already like solidified and i think speed cubing is also one where people are still looking for new people um so like whether that's like a freshman club or a cubing thing like you know i guess seek them out there's just too many dorms that are was just like upperclassmen who don't want to talk to anyone else new and and yeah i lived in those like two years and they weren't fun years yeah 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 i know exactly what you mean because once everyone has like kind of formed their cliques then it's hard to like get a new guy to like come in i think we we were really lucky when because because we, we were we were eight friends and we were going to we were going to rent out a four bedroom uh a four bedroom house but one of the friends needed to drop so we need to like add like spontaneously add another person to the friend group uh, so we were really, really lucky that we were able to just find some guy who just kind of meshed really, really well with like our, our absolutely like completely insane dynamic. Um, and I think it's really difficult to, it's really difficult to kind of insert yourself into one of these groups, um, as it goes like later and later on. But I think it, like, even if you're friends with someone as a freshman, like as long as you like continue to like meet up with them, you know, just like. If you're in like the same classes and stuff, that obviously helps. But um, yeah, I think building friends early is is really really important. I think basically all the friends I have from college are people I met in my freshman year. Mm, that's interesting, because like, um, if I were to go back in time for myself, upon reflection, the the thing that was what I tended to do a lot in college was same thing in high school almost but it kind of got ramped up to like dialed it up to 10 or 11 i just like took it really serious with all of my studies i really wanted to make sure that i had uh, good good test results uh made sure i knew the the syllabus and everything related to it right um for all the classes that i took um i don't know i was just kind of drilled into it a little bit like bordering on obsessive the reason was because i felt like i could have done better in high school you know so that's kind of like how i started off in college but i think 
upon reflection, if I were to tell myself, I would definitely have told myself to like relax a bit. Like it's not that serious, you know? Because um, what you guys say, the social aspect about college, I think is really important. Um, I actually made some really, like aside from you guys, or cubing as an example, some of my closest friends were made in college. Actually, some of my closest friends were made because I was in the same floor with other people. Um, I was actually in a different situation. I got roomed with two upperclassmen. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I got roomed with two juniors as a freshman. Um, so I like three yeah, people in one room. Yeah, we had a triple. Um, so it was really interesting. Um, so all that stuff was really important. But what I will say is kind of unlike you guys, um, I kind of learned how important like developing like socially. I learned more about that as I started to like, I don't think I was very proficient socially. I don't think I was a pretty good, I wasn't a very considerate friend. I was also very quiet, stuff like that. Um, and just kind of through like mistakes and stuff like that is how I learned the importance of that experience. So I don't think people going into college should be worried about, oh, I need to make friends X, Y, and Z. Like you can still learn and come out mm -hmm. different. You can come out better, even if you just like completely screw up because you yeah. have hindsight. Yeah. You have hindsight. And if you're a rational person, you can use that hindsight and be like, what could I've done better? Or like, what was wrong with, uh how i did things for yeah. example yeah i think that that's another important thing about college i think it's like it, i i guess this is, this is like a little bit romantic but like it always like it to me it was always it was like you can it's an opportunity to reinvent yourself right like mm -hmm. if you don't like the way that you are like in in high school or middle school or, or whatever right like you can go to a college where no one knows you right and you can you can kind of like uh you can become the person that you want to be at least in some some ways right like like for example like in in high school i i only had like maybe two or three friends and we didn't really hang out or do that much um but in college you know you're kind of just you're everything is just forced upon you that like you know there's like all these people who live on the same floor are all eating in the same place and everything so you're just forced to like have more friends and that i think kind of helps like my personality open out open up a little bit um yeah, so I think that's that's another like good thing about going to college. It's just it's yeah, just a complete opportunity to like if if you notice that like the, you know there are these flaws or whatever, like you know I want to get better at this, then yeah, it, the opportunity is just totally there for you to just take it. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to like maybe chime in on this too, but just the the necessity of college, especially in recent years, has been in question for a lot of people, especially as college has been increasingly expensive, as really, really prestigious companies hire people without degrees and stuff like that. Like college is important, but I think college is only important because of the social aspect. Um, you could literally do the bare minimum, escape by college, and you still come out with that degree that, yeah. you know, everyone else gets right because they're, they're not writing your gpa on that degree I, yeah i mean yeah. it's interesting you say that because i had a phase and maybe we, everyone has this phase at some point but like i think halfway through my freshman year i remember watching a ton of youtube videos about why college is a scam or something yeah maybe it's because i didn't want to like do the schoolwork anymore but i remember like hearing people talk about 
I don't know, like why it's better to go into trades or, or I don't like. I mean, like there there are four years of your life when you're young and, like, you know, if you wait until your sixties to actually enjoy life, well, you, like your body might be aging by then. So there's a lot of trade offs you're already doing just by spending four years of your youth in college. Well, something. Well, the reason why I consider college like a benefit is it kind of forces your hand in how your life goes, right? So a lot of how our life has turned out is situational, and a lot of it there's a lot of luck involved. The reason that I met you guys was a lot of luck, right?、Um, and it's happenstance. But what college does is it force. So, and you're in high school, right? Let's consider each student or each person in your city, your home city, is one marble, and each marble contains a number. And let's say there's、uh, numbers one through fifty, right? You throw the marbles onto the ground, you pick up two, and the the total sum of that number is like a, an answer. Where I'm getting at is what happens is in college instead of marbles one through fifty. You get marbles like three hundred and two to four hundred and fifty-seven. You throw those marbles, and you get a completely different total sum that isn't possible in your previous little batch of marbles. You just get,、yeah. you're just forced into opera. You're forced into situations. You're forced <laughs> into a new community, and then life just basically says, "Let's roll some RNG on your life." Yeah. Sense. So yeah. you're just you're just picked up and you're dropped somewhere else, and then you can't you it's you can mimic that experience a little bit like what options you have. You could go straight into the work environment, the workforce. You could take a gap year, you know, take like you could go hiking across the world. Like、yeah. people do that, right? You could go into a trade school. Like there are some things that kind of mimic that experience a little bit, but easily, college does the best job at that. Yeah, because yeah. college college is all about the experience, whereas like trade school or, or I think easily like the the easiest way to think about not having that experience is going straight into the workforce.、Um, because what people tend to like the cliche is you don't really want to build your relationships and friendships in the work、uh, work、mm-hmm. area, for example. Like that's a, that's a common thing that people say. Um, you just don't build those opportunities in the same way, in a natural way, like college can. So yeah, that, I, college does has it, its purpose. I just don't know. It, I mean, that's what it、yeah. looks like to me. I think that, like, you know, because、like, when you're in like a college freshman dorm, you're gonna be meeting people your age who came from all these different countries or states, and yeah, it's like you know you're throwing more marbles and and like. You have a lot more RNG chances, like you said,、um, and I think like with with a job or just like living in your hometown, like every year you kind of just see the same people, so you don't really get a fresh、mm-hmm. new serving of like possible opportunities. But in college, like things change every, if not every year, like maybe even every three months because of like new classes and all that. So it's kind of like pressing refresh on a web page or something. And、yeah. that can be really helpful if if you're like in a bad place in life and you like you don't like the friends you have. It's like you just press refresh when it's like winter quarter and like something different will happen. Yeah.、Um, I don't know if that, <laughs> that's like a weird analogy, but 
No, I, I, I think that makes a lot reasonable. of sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. It, it's not a worse analogy than the analogy I gave. <laughs> Let's say that. I, upon retrospect, I think the marbles metaphor was like a little bit peculiar. Well, <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a Freudian slip because it sounds like you just really want to play marbles on stream, huh? Uh, yeah, maybe. But I mean, just thinking out loud, you know, carry with what you said. It's interesting how you, you could just move cities, right? Yeah. You could, I mean, one thing, if you wanted to. Yeah, one thing I've been kind of skeptical about is like, as an adult, if you move to a new city, it's like, you, you won't be instantly like inundated with a new community. Like it'll be really hard to find friends and you could live a whole exactly. year there. Cause, cause I, I, I moved to Glendale for one summer, which is like near Los Angeles. And I don't think I made any friends who also lived in Glendale just because we happen to be in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I think college, you know, like they force you to go to these classes together and, and like that sort of like, I don't know what you call it. Like, I'm trying to think of an oh, analogy of like being like I, no. a fire being put lit under your butt. And it's like, you know, I, get I, up, yeah. go do something. But another way to like describe that is when you move to a new city as a full blown adult, um, instead of having 150 marbles rolling RNG, you would have like three or four. You go to a new city, you find your favorite restaurant. Maybe yeah. you go find your favorite bar. Um, you go to like the same park every day, but you immediately build a routine and it's not like everyone else is doing the same thing you are. You're just right. building your own thing. Like yeah, you're yeah. gonna know the restaurant owner before you find your best friend. Like kind of, or like, I mean, yeah. it could be both. It could be both, but. It's just harder, especially like college is just meant to just throw everyone and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, because the other thing, if you think about it, is like the the opportunities are less just because like the opportunities are less like inherently, but also like as an adult, like if you think about how much time you have in the day, like how much of that time is like spent with other people necessarily, right? Because 40 hours of your week is spent just at work. Right. And, you know, most of the time you're probably not going to make friends at work immediately. And the friends that you do make at work, there's always like a there's always like an asterisk. Right. Like, oh, this is my work friend. You know, there's some things that you can't do because, you know, it would be unprofessional. Right. Um, right. And then, you know, you, you're going to be sleeping for eight, for eight hours a day. Well, pro hopefully you sleep for eight hours a day. <laughs> so that's another like 50 hours of the week gone. So that, that's 90 hours of the week. The week is only like 160 hours anyway. So that's only left with 70 hours, you know, you need to, and, and there are lots of other responsibilities as an adult too, right? Like you need to, you need to get food, you need to make food, uh, you know, you need to do laundry, you need to clean the house, things like that. You know, things that like are not always there for like you to just be able to do with other people. Whereas college, it's like, it's not, re it's like, it, first of all, it's not really like a 40 hour work week. I think it's more like 60 to 80. Yeah. But 60 to 80 with other people, right? Because very rarely, I think in college nowadays, are you expected to do everything entirely by yourself with zero collaboration whatsoever? Um, also, there's just no such thing as a professional barrier. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, just excuse my language. Like, me and Manu, if we're studying for the same exam, and then that's in the morning, right? I could get totally shit-faced and come back, and, I mean, it would be fine. I mean, there's yeah. there's a reason why yeah. the college students are the are probably some of the most degenerate people in the country, right? Because yeah. they, cause they, just, they just don't care. For, for better no or for barrier. worse. barrier. 
but I mean, there's no barrier. And then you could debate, like maybe that's a separate debate for a different type of podcast. I don't know if that's worth ever talking about here in depth, but just having like a the social, the societal barrier in the workplace, right? Like that yeah. exists, whether or not it should or not, but in college it doesn't. It's just yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess like looking at my N equals one data point, I don't have any friends that I've kept from work and like I guess I, I just couldn't seem to break that barrier of like oh you know we're just here because we're both trying to you know make money or, or advance our career we're not really here because like we both just really love each other's energy like we're not going to show up to the workplace on a Saturday so I don't I don't know if that like changes the vibe but it just it's just really hard to kind of have the same carefree attitude you might in a like dorm or like a school playground i don't know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm just yeah. going through all ages of yeah yeah school playground is a yeah. i guess yeah college is just school playground but all the time instead of just like one hour recess yeah, well, a day it's just all the time it's just a school playground i mean i know this podcast is running a little bit long oh but yeah I, I did i did want to this is kind of like something a little bit deeper a little bit um but essentially, I mean, we're talking about what it's like to be an adult, right? Um, and we talked about like elementary school, high school. Um, where in, like, if you built, if you ch- put our life, like, in chapters, we're in, we're in the second half. We're in the longest half. We're in the longest part of our book. That's but interesting. There could, there could second. be a lot of subsections. There could be a lot of different chapters. But if you were to divide your life. This is the longest part. It's also like the part that's close to the end. It might have the part with the most change, but also potentially the so, least change. Yeah. So you're not when you're at... when you're going through the rigors of school, like literally every single year is something new. Yeah. And... Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because so, one of the things I remember I heard about a long time ago is like this. This is this is only slightly related, I guess. But like one reason why like people remember their childhood so well, even as adults. Um, but you can't remember things from like, you know, very basic things that you might have done last year or two years ago. There's this theory that's like, um, every single year that gets added onto your life is a, is an is an increasingly small section of the life that you've lived so far. So for example, if you're a one-year-old, right? Yeah. Uh, if you, going from one, being a one-year-old to a two-year-old, you're experiencing like, you're, the, the time that you experience is, is like one half of your entire life up until that point. And if you're like a 20 year old going from 20 to 21, that additional year is like 120th of the life that you've lived so far. But if you're, but if you're 50, that instead of being 120th or a half, it's only 150th. So if you like kind of look at it, it like gets smaller and smaller and smaller up and up until, you know, you you become 80 and then like the sliver that you add is like increasingly small. So maybe it has something to do with that is like going to like the second half thing. I guess the yeah, only I mean, this would be a problem if humans live forever, though, because that series diverges. Yeah, it diverges. Well, I've heard like I think that theory is very popular. Like I, I see it posted to Reddit all the time. Um, I guess like one kind of counter argument, just for the sake of arguing. Sure. Then that would state that you'd have more memories from like ages zero to three than even like ten to thirteen. But like we don't have any memories from zero to three. Yeah. Uh, that's true. No. Yeah. Carrie, like but, I, I'm no. not, to- no, I'm not wholly like 
disagreeing with what you're saying. I think there is some merit in this. I just don't know how true it is. Or no, I, I think I agree with you about saying that like we're in the second half, but the longer half, because I think if you're to divide life into two categories, it would be the structured life where you're kind of put on a path and the unstructured life where you decide every turn you make. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I don't want to say that there's a very clear start and a very clear end, but it does feel like college graduation was like the turning point for me. Well, I guess for me, it's kind of weird because I was like doing school on and off and I would take take a quarter off and then I'd go back. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, if there's one dividing line, it would be like when I was on the academic path and then when I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's also interesting. I, I wonder what the the listeners are going to think because we're we're all just like young adults, right? We're relatively fresh out of college. We we haven't hit our, our like midlife crisis or anything. We got a long road ahead of us. But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to think about like you know the experiences that we've had so far and how that's going to compare to the 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 longer second half that we have waiting ahead of us. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think like keepers care so much about academia. It's just a natural thing. Um, I did want to ask you, Manu, because more than me and Carrie at all, um, when we can cut our half right at the academic part, right? So I went to school and I'm not in school. My trade, just not related to school, right? But for you, you could argue that uh, your trade was a direct effect of school. So could you, do you feel like you can still cut the same line as us? No. No. Does that feel like the significant, yeah. like, Oh, cha things change. Yeah, Definitely. I think. Well, I think the other thing is that maybe it's also related to the, like coronavirus and stuff because I graduated in 2020, right? So I think things also changed significantly for everybody at that point as well. But yeah, I, I think I think like it comes down to like the just like the social structure and like the increased responsibility and things like that. Um, you know, it's weird for me to think of myself as like an adult, right? Like, you know, like I, I'm relatively fresh out of college. Like I don't feel like an adult because sometimes, you know, I just, I'll, I'll eat like, just like toast for a meal, right? Like that, that does, that's not a very adult thing to do. Um, or, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll stay up until 4 a.m. That's not a very adult thing to do. An adult would never do anything like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think things th did change. Uh, Things did change after after college. Once college kind of ended uh, rather abruptly for me, uh, yeah, it got it got very different because I because I also didn't really take any time off between uh, once school ended and working. Uh, I think school ended in May, and then I just started working in June. Whereas like I guess if I had like taken time off and maybe started in August, I guess you know I could have done something else. Uh, maybe that would have been like a sub sub chapter or something, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think even even for people who, um, even for people who, you know, out of college or are in a job, I think it's it's still a very big difference. And I think the same might be true for uh, uh, for grad school as well. I, I think grad school it just seems like a very different beast than uh, than undergrad. So. Yeah. 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 I'm not in grad school, so screw that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I think I'm grad good. school. Is, is like very clearly like you do it if you want to mm -hmm. and like most people don't want to so they don't so it, it's like the the first one that's like really optional like the bachelor's not that optional yeah yeah, yeah definitely Ooh, 
Dang, this is a long one, guys. This is a long one. Yeah. I feel like this is oh. a deep one. We we started off messing this around. Was, this was really deep. Yeah. Yeah. We got, to, yeah, we got some good... somewhat heavy stuff, but hopefully, you know, hopefully you found some of it interesting, enlightening. Maybe I don't know. You like I said, you don't have to take what we say for granted or not granted. Don't don't take what we say word by yeah, word think, for yeah. word. But uh, if it, yeah. it, take maybe it, it helps with you a grain think of about salt. something, right? Like take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know, if we just inspire you to like maybe think about things a little bit more, I think that I think we've done our job, our quote unquote job. We're not paid to do this, not yet at least. Please get us to a thousand <laughs> subscribers so we can get paid. Yeah, Please. a thousand subscribers, YouTubers live. <laughs> um, we need yeah, money. I mean, I think, yeah, these three podcasts, you know, they can, I guess, mutate into talking about like other things, and that's the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also like a pretty big deviation from the from the first four episodes. This one is more just like you know us not not talking about cubing that much. So uh, yeah, let us know if you enjoyed this. Let us know if you if you hate this that you never want to hear this again that you only want to hear cubing content. We'll switch to that. Um, I don't think we we uh, the other thing before we end off. I don't think we actually have officially ever mentioned this, but um, you can also listen to the podcast um, in audio only form. So if you're on YouTube and you're like, what, what, what is going on? This is a podcast, right? Why is there a video? Like, where can I listen to this audio only? If you go into the description, you'll see the red circle link. And then that will link you to a bunch of different carriers. Um, I know for sure on Spotify, Google, I think soon to be on Apple Podcasts, probably on Apple Podcasts by the time this gets released. So yeah, feel free to take a listen on your, on your uh, platform of choice. And yeah. At the moment, all those platforms, we are directly searchable as yeah. of... You know, all the platforms that we yeah so we're you don't even have to go to red circle you can just find us oh yeah yeah that's yeah. true and if yeah. we and if there's one we missed then uh yeah let us know give us give us feedback in the in the comments and our, our twitter um you know you can join join discord i think the discord link is there as well um yeah yeah i think yeah. That, that's all the, the yeah, shilling i had to do <laughs> no, it's good to shill like otherwise people won't know but i think um you know, it's cool to see how much work you're doing and like putting up uh, the po podcast on all these different platforms. Um, but on that note, I guess we shall wrap up. So, yep. thanks to all the viewers for listening and the listeners for viewing. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll see you all later. Goodbye. Thanks all. all. Right, peace out, guys. Bye. Okay.